Hey kids, this week it's The Mummy 1999, so here we go! I'm Tad. And I'm Tony. And we love movies. It feels like that's all we talk about. But when we decided to do a podcast, we couldn't do new movies. Everybody does that. So we're going back. Back to the movies of our childhood or movies we haven't seen in a long time. It's our Overdue Movie Review Podcast. 1999, Tony, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, John Hanna. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connor as the hateable Benny. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And Arnold then Arnold Voslu as uh, Imhotep. Who had been the dark man after Liam Neeson back in the 90s. That's right. 90s. The man, this was, <laughs> this was Brendan Fraser's coming out party. Yeah. Because he had done... Some like he had done Last some action man. roles, but it, like like it was George of the Jungle. Yeah, George. You know, oh, like I that was George his action experience was George of the Jungle. He mostly he had done comedies. He did the rom com with Blast from the Past. Was he Dudley Do Right? He was Dudley Do Right. Yes, so he played two of those he characters. Two of those characters. And you're reading this, this is because he played George of the Jungle. They were like, this is why we want him to be cast in the lead because he won't take himself too seriously. Right. Which because is it good. needed an element of humor to right. be believable. Right. And Brendan Fraser pulled that off in just doses. I mean, he was just right. so good. Uh, great as an action star. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, like adding a little bit of the comedy to it. And this is, for me, this is just as good as it gets for Brendan Fraser. You think and, that's as good as it gets? No, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying. Oh, I'm you saying mean, this is a, a, everything that he's done. There's drama. There's right, action. Right, there's right. comedy. It's I him. Mean, it's, it's it is a total he, package for yeah. Brendan Fraser, and right. that's that's the best type of role you can have for him. And uh, mm-hmm. um, sadly, this was kind of like the peak, you know, because after this, after the Mummy movies, it kind of started to kind of fall back off, and now Brendan's back. Right. The Renaissance, if you will, right? And uh, it's just been—it's uh, I've always loved Brendan Fraser, and uh, this movie is, like I said, is one where you can see it all. You can see everything he's got, from the humor to the action to the trauma. Right. It's very good, even even a little bit of a love interest. This is actually a remake of the original 1932 film mm-hmm. of the same t- same name. Um, it was directed and written by Stephen Sum- Summers, who. Went on to do Van Helsing, which is with uh, Hugh Jackman, which I love. And this uh, was kind of like the 90s, early 2000s dark universe. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I was about to say they should have given it to Stephen Summers because yeah. he, he had it. He, he started it. And I, like, we've, <laughs> we've talked about this in the past. If you, like, you know, off the, off the air, mm-hmm. if you do a dark universe, I know they tried to revive it with Tom Cruise in the Mummy movie or whatever. Right, right. Dude, do it off of this one. You yeah. know, bring back Van Helsing with uh, with uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that'd you know, be cool. you can and you can oh, base you so can base cool. your new dark universe off of a pre existing off of pre existing movies. Everybody loves nostalgia. Right. right. Everybody it, right now loves Brendan Fraser and Hugh Jackman. Right. It was their almost, star. Their okay. star now is bigger than it was in yeah. the time they were doing these original yeah. movies. Because Brendan did this in '99, and Hugh Jackman did X Men in 2000. Yeah. So and that wouldn't like even that wasn't it. even peak Hugh Jackman. You're right. Yeah. Hugh Jackman was still kind of like you know fledgling. Kate Leopold, yeah. You know, Kate and Leopold. He had the, he had uh, Swordfish and right. You know, so right. he's still kind of like in between. You had done a couple of rom coms, and right. now Hugh Jackman is legendary. Yeah. 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 You know, so I think if you're going to build a dark universe, go back to these movies. Go back That's to Steven right. Summers and it will work. And see if you can pull something together because you could make this 
kind of like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Exactly what the, I was thinking in my head. Yes, I was thinking the for same the Dark thing Universe. Because yeah. uh, uh, O'Connell would be like the Quartermain mm-hmm. character, and Hugh Jackman is a. I mean, I don't know if he's still part of that. Were- the, I'm sure the werewolf curse is gone now, but it would have been cool if Van Helsing could still turn into a, a werewolf and fight monsters. Right, that'd have been awesome. But uh, you know, Steve, Stephen Summers. He gets it. He he got the humor, the jokes, or whatever. Um, but with the realistic uh, nature of the action, right, and right. The, and the 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 fear that this could actually happen. Right, right, right. The story was by Stephen Sommer, Lloyd Fon Vale, and Kevin Jari. I hope I said that right. I probably butchered it. Butchered it. But um, it's so much. This movie was so much fun. I remember going to see this opening weekend with my cousin Eric, and. I remember seeing the trailers for it, like back when AOL was out. Right. And I got, I remember getting this disc that showed like the trailer for the mummy. And all I remember seeing is the hand coming out of the sand and like a pyramid or something. Yeah. It's like the mummy coming soon. Like, Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. So I made sure that I was one of the people who went to go see it that opening weekend and like learning some of the different facts just recently, rewatching it again on Amazon. And seeing the IMDb facts and stuff about how um, Brendan Fraser almost died in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah, because there's that scene in, early in the hang- movie where he gets hung and, right. and uh, they, apparently a stunt went wrong. And <laughs> yeah, Raquel Weiss was like, uh, they have to resuscitate him. I'm like, whoa, that's his acting skills right there then it's like, oh, he was really dying. <laughs> that, that, wasn't, that wasn't acting. That was, that was actually him dying. But... Um, I just I love the way how they set it up. You know, you, you there's no big long introduction. You see that he's part of the legion the legionnaires. Um, they're exploring a temple, uh, a pyramids, and pretty much I guess like work for hire. You know, we, we're out here doing this, and then they get attacked. And then these marauders, right? Who it kind of reminds you of. Uh, uh, Last Crusade, uh, right. where those guys that were protecting, right. the, protecting the temple, you don't go after it. You're protecting the treasure, protecting right. the grail. Because they know. seem like just random dudes who are coming up there trying to stop them. But right. But they're, they're the Magi. Yeah. They're actually pr- protecting, protecting that the, area the because area. they know what's down there. Yeah. And I like how they, they opened with the... The backstory of mm-hmm. Emotep and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So you fight, open yeah, you open fight. on that, and you're like, okay, so you know that this dude is, he just he got killed. But he <laughs> wasn't, you know, he wasn't really evil. He was a priest. Aksana mm-hmm. Moon didn't want to be married to the pharaoh. Right. She was just his thing. And back then, the way they made sure that you weren't touched was they painted your body. Mm-hmm. So when he saw the smudges, he knew, hey, somebody been touching you. Right. Um, but having Arnold Vuslo play the high priest, you know, that was in contact with her, and he was in love with her, like that love story, you're like, oh, that's so sad. They loved each other. And that's and that's what it's like. He's not a bad guy. Yeah, he's not a yeah. But he's, he's not. and as a, as a as a dead person, he's angry. His right. soul is right. angry because right. of the way he got killed. Right. And that, that gives you a little bit of... It's not just... The mummy wasn't He's a just bad not a bad guy. guy. Right. He had a bad circumstance. Right, right. right and it made right. him mad. It made him angry and made him you know, throw a curse on the uh, on the area. Right. Uh, uh, Hamanatra? Hamanatra. That's right. And uh, uh, 
like, and it's, it's, it kind of gives you, like, it's not a bad dude, but right. he's angry. Mm-hmm. So when they let him out, like, <laughs> bad stuff's about to happen. Right. And, uh, like, it, it, like it said, and then they see, you know, when, uh, when Rick's running from Hamanatra after, after the Magi attack, mm-hmm. like, should we kill him? Like, nah, let the desert kill him. Right. Cause they think like, he's going to die. Yeah. They think he's going to die and he's, he survives and you're like, wow, this dude is, yeah. is legit. Like, you later find out in another movie why that is right because it's all connected it's, it's all, all connected. connected but uh you know i i love i you know we were already seeing like the comical part of brendan fraser's rick o'connell with his interaction with benny who's very slimy oh who's my god unreliable not benny loyal is, at all like the way they wrote benny <laughs> is um like just so good because he is so hateable like yeah. he's easy yeah. to hate because right there at the beginning he runs uh, he, he runs away and leaves right. Rick standing there right. by himself. And, right, he, right. and then he shows back up working for the Americans. Right. Uh, and one of the greatest lines. Hey, O'Connell, we've got all the horses. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Benny, you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> and he looks and he goes, oh. He's right. He's right. <laughs> but Benny's but again, just, just enough, uh, enough humor is, in there. Right. Benny is an equal opportunist. Whoever whoever will spare his life, he will work for them. Yep. He know he he's all about self-preservation. He, he, he I'm going to keep myself alive. If I feel like my tw- chances are better with this person, that's who I'm going to be with. Even when Emotep is coming back to life. Right. And he's he's doing all the prayers. He's got all those chains. All the, all the yeah, chains, all, all the charms prayers. And, stuff, and right. he finally pulls up the Hebrew you, and he's yeah. like, the voice of the slaves. Slaves, yeah. You know, think, and he's he like, be useful. I think I'm going to go with him now. Right. And he, right. Benny is an and opportunist. He sticks with yes. them. He sticks with them. He, he very much an opportunist. <laughs> but it's just like, like a very easily hateable, hateable character. Yeah. And, but you need that in this type of movie mm-hmm. because you want somebody, you again, Emotep's not the villain as much as you think. Well, he is. He later becomes the villain. He becomes the villain, but, but really. But what he died from was love. He, he was Right, and that's what I'm love. saying. They don't want you to hate Emotep, but you hate Benny. you got to have somebody to hate in this movie. Right. Benny is the guy. Right. The actor played it so well, even the camels didn't like Benny. Right. right. The it's camels so and the horses didn't like this dude. So that's crazy. That's so crazy. good. So good. But and then we get introduced to Evelyn, who's working in the library, <laughs> and her brother Jonathan. Who Jonathan was perfect. Um, he rem- again, a lot of this movie reminded me of Last Crusade and the Indiana yeah. Jones film. He's he, Marcus. He's Marcus. <laughs> Jonathan is Marcus, and you're like he's the excitable Got lost guy. In his own museum, you yes. say. <laughs> <laughs> he's excitable. He's he's very Scary. enthusiastic. He's like Scooby and Shaggy together, one person. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, but he, but he he's he's very enthused mm-hmm. and he loves he loves what he's doing but he's also easily scared and right and he's kind of slimy too I mean well he's sli- he's just as slimy as Benny is but his, to a point he, he has loyalties to his sister yes in a way because she there's a, there's a line where he, where she says um, but you lied and he was like yeah I lied. He said, I lied to everybody. She said, but I'm your sister. He said, that just makes you gullible. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, a perfect target for him to lie to. Exactly. Who would you you believe? A sibling. Of course you would believe a sibling. Right, 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 right. But I, and, and it's, you, from when the mishap happens in the library, you can tell that when the, the, the librarian comes to talk to her about it, that, 
at some point, Evie and Jonathan's parents must have had money or they had some kind of status. Right. Because he said, you know, I'm doing this in honor of your parents. Yeah, the only reason I let you work here is because your father was. But Evie's very intelligent. She's very smart. Um, You find out she is uh, part Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. Her mother was Egyptian. Yeah. Um, so that's and that's why Imhotep is attracted to her. He said, "Oh, she's she looks he like my princess." He thinks she's reincarnated, exactly. reincarnation of uh, of Anax on the Moon. Um, and of course, the thing I love about this movie is that they pretty much set you up for the second movie, where so much more information given out about people's destinies and how they're connected. And I like how going into this one you know she's the damsel you know Rick right. Rick is her savior he's 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 her superman um he's there to protect her and everything but i like how him too which we we'll, hopefully we'll review one day <laughs> um but i like how in two she's not that damsel anymore you've seen that she's grown and she mm-hmm. she can she's she can take care of herself yeah. right 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 they're a partner they're they're a team and you now. see that you see that throughout the movie it's like the They're further the mover goes along, to work together. she she right. starts getting a confidence mm-hmm. and she starts to be able to take care of herself. Right, right, right. Because even when she's chained to that table, she's not really scared. Right. You know, she's not a typical damsel. She's right. like she's talking through, yeah. talking to Jonathan, talking him through the book or whatever yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, and and she's like I said, so smart. She she's the, she's the person in the chair. Mm-hmm. But she's actually with them on the adventure. Right. Because <laughs> in, in those times, you don't have computers. So the person in the chair has to be there right there with you to tell you what's going on. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there there's just so much so much that happens in this movie. And, so, and it's, it's just like a fun adventure to go on. Like, you feel like you're going with them while they're going through this journey. Um, not really sure... Where are you going to end up? You you know that something's down in Hamanatra, which is so weird because he's been like it's, it's like he's not arisen yet, but the month but Imhotep the spirit is, is affecting there. Yeah. that place because he's making sand faces of himself yeah in the dirt and making moans and and, stuff. and that's what and that's what I love about it is that it it's people know the area. There's a there's a legend behind the area. So the people who are going that get chased off by the Magi, they're obviously going for a certain reason. Right. They right. get either run off or scared off. Right. And they go back. But look at Rick. Like he had been there before. Right. He saw the face in the sand. Right. He got chased off by the Magi. He had no fear coming back. Right. He right. knew what to he expect. Knew, yeah. But it's like he wasn't afraid of it. He said, "I know what I'm going after." And I'll get you there, you know, because he was hired because they bailed him out of jail, essentially. Right. Kept him out of the hangman's noose. Right. And this is like 1926, like before the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And But back then, you know, there's a history of people coming to Egypt and ransacking the place to find treasures and unearthed mummies and put them in museums. And and then the mummy curses that we've we've all seen over the years. So it's got that layer of truth in it. Right. To make it a, to make it a really good movie to where it's believable, you yeah. know, because it had that element of truth behind it. Yeah. Because in the twenties, that's when people were going over there in the teens and the twenties, mm-hmm. the nineteen teens and twenties. Right. Oh right, lord. Right. Right. Uh, not, that, not the twenty teens. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, it's hard learning. It's hard <laughs> coming to terms with the fact that's that a hundred years ago, hundred years ago, almost nearly a hundred between that time in the movie, nineteen twenty six, to almost now. It's almost 100 years. That's insane. <laughs> but like like I said, you know, you, there's all those stories of people, you know, 
archaeologists and stuff going yeah. over there and unearthing these tombs, mm-hmm. opening them, and, and then like getting this, acid in the face. Well, and, dying. And, yeah, and there's and there's stories of the the curses and stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just cursed, and then like turns out all everybody on that mission died, you know? right? Right, that conquest died, and and you're going, oh man, and then they make a movie that very much resembles that stuff, and you're right. like, man, this really could have happened, right? Right, right. So, like I said, I love the fact that it's it's completely fictional, right? But there is some nuggets of truth in and, there. And think about how how Rick and them explained it when they got back to America. Well, they didn't come back to America. I think they stayed in London in the same right. movie. They lived in London. But you know, after all everything happens, and they're trying to explain this to people, they're they're probably not going to mention Imitet. They're going <laughs> to mention it was a curse, right? You know, those American guys opened up the thing. They lost salt eyes. acid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how they explain it. That's yeah. exactly how they explain it. But then you know, Evie also ends up writing a novel series about it, kind of like Kathleen Turner and Jewel of the Now. It's so crazy right. how how different things end up happening again. You know, yeah, because Jewel of the Now came out in the eighties or whatever. And like I said, Stone, this but, movie's got a little bit of everything. Like, in yeah, it. it's yeah, kind of yeah, exactly like got the same. Indiana Jones Indiana stuff. Jones got movie. that. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, it's cool because that's that's how you would explain something like that without people raising suspicions about did they kill them? You know, that's how they got all this treasure. Right. Um, but I, I just like how everything came together. Like you got the muscle, you got the brains, you got the love story, you got the developing love story, mm-hmm. you got the sibling relationship going on. You got a little bit of Star Wars in here it's, too. Yes, yes. Holy a lot, cow! It's a lot of yeah, yeah. Wow. Except Jonathan is no Luke Skywalker at all, <laughs> but but Rick O'Connell is Han Solo. He's very much Han Solo. He he uh, and he's Han Solo and Indiana Jones all yeah, rolled in one, which is <laughs> the same person. I know that's that's the humor behind it. But you know that I, I just remember being in the movie theaters watching this movie, going, "Man, this movie is so good." I I love the humor. I love the action. And I love Brendan Brendan Fraser as as Rick O'Connell, and I felt like, man, this this is our new action star. This this yeah. guy, this was this is going to be his launching board for his action career, and it lasted for a few movies, but then he was done from Hollywood for a long time. Yeah, and uh, you you look at this is and this is one of the things that's like. We we have a problem in Hollywood now, not only because of the writers and the actors' strikes, but because every movie they release nowadays seems like it's a remake or a reboot or right. a sequel or like right. a, a revival or something. Because right. this, this year alone, we got Batman back and Indiana Jones back. Yes, the turtles are back. The turtles are back. <laughs> but this was a way. To go back to those movies like Indiana Jones, even right. further back with those right. uh, the Mummy movies of the past or right. the ancient Egyptian uh, ones that our grandparents were watching. Yes, but it was telling. It was telling. It was it was a new story. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it was a remake of a, an old Mummy movie, mm-hmm. but it was. But how like, many people had seen that movie? No, but, but what I'm saying is like <laughs> it's like it wasn't like we're gonna we're just gonna like because it was kind of Indiana Jonesy, right? But right. it was it was like we're not gonna remake Indiana Jones. We're just right. gonna do our own thing. Said it he's, instead of chasing after artifacts, he's gonna chase a mummy, right? You know, right? And 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 it's like you you get all this stuff, and it's like that we were telling a new story, but telling a an old story at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we're not doing that anymore. We're telling like we're like we're reviving old stories and just right. like hey, old characters come on back. Right. And I love that. The nostalgic side of me loves that. Right. But we've got to have more creation. Right. Yeah. In that's Hollywood. True. That's true. And and that's what this movie did. It was a creation, and it spawned its own universe. That's true. 
But we're so we do have to admit that Hollywood Hollywood is the kind of beast that when when something is successful, they gonna we stay it on the- it. Yeah, we beat it until it's. There's dead. nothing left. That's why we have so many Spider-Man movies, back to back, back to back, back to back, mm-hmm. reboot, 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 because well, and, and we so eat many, it up. Well, like so many comic book movies in general. I mean, yeah. you look at there was a there was a drought of comic book movies for a long time. Yeah, there were. You had Superman in '78, mm-hmm. and you had his sequels. Then you had mm-hmm. Batman '89 and those sequels. And then we didn't get and anything then, really big until X-Men. then you got then you got X Men and Spider Man in, in in the in the ni- late nineties, early two thousand. Did, did X Men not come out earlier? Yeah, X Men came out in two thousand. It came out in two thousand. So yeah, there you go. Because Blade came out. Like ninety ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. So Blake. Yeah. And, but it was like, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And then you had Superman Returns, and he was gone. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Batman Begins, and then that franchise did the three did movies. three movies, and that yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. But then Marvel started their run. Yeah. And then they and kept boom, it going. Boom, boom, right. boom, boom. And in between, we got the Fantastic Four movies, both iterations of it. <laughs> and and but there's there's no shortage of comic book movies because they know number one. People, we love superheroes. Prior to 2023, people are going to go see them. Right. And number two, they're going to make a boatload of money. Yeah. Again, it's prior to 2023, yeah, it's, it's vastly different. Because yeah, um, even even the biggest you know movies don't make what they used to. No. You know, like you would have thought the Flash would have really brought in some money, but it it's flopped. already on Voodoo. But again, <laughs> but again, I think that's because of the promotion, the fact that they were like. This is it for the DCEU. We're yeah. not gonna. Never, we're not gonna continue this universe. Well, what were the they things killed came up the with? universe before? Yeah, well, the, you never. You never announced that this is the this is the end of a universe before, before the before, movie premieres. Right. What was the other one? But that is a big one. That's the big. One. That's that's a really big one right there. Yeah. Is saying because you that, that it killed, you're telling me. Shazam! Don't waste your money. It killed yeah. uh, the Flash. It's, it's going to kill doing the Aquaman, same thing with Aquaman before Aquaman even comes out. Because they're already um, like they're already talking about. They've already done three reshoots of Aquaman two. Yeah, with two different Batman, Michael Keaton, and then they brought and Ben Affleck, Affleck back because right. they're like, oh, we're getting Keaton out of the DCEU. Um, but again, like if you're going to build a universe, this is a great place to start, and they did. Yeah, you know, it was a good movie. It was, um, it was. Lively, yeah. It wasn't a completely dark movie, and a lot of it happens. It was a in family darkness. friendly, yeah. And it, I mean, it was a family friendly, very movie. much so. Like you could, you like, I watched it with my kids the other day, and uh, it was funny. I was like, "There's some parts that I know is going to scare them," but they were just like, they were just in awe mm-hmm. because the picture was so good. Like mm-hmm. the scenes, the shots were the so CGI well was done. pretty good for CGI early, was good, and too. again, like you know. They didn't have to use a lot of it. Right. They used a lot of practical effects, but the right. CGI was so good for 1999. Right. The fact that the Flash and uh, Batman v Superman and right. Justice League had problems with CGI astounds me because 1999. Right. Where it was just like kind of <laughs> yeah getting used to it. It was still it, fledgling, right. Right. and they figured it out. Well, I can't believe this movie got mixed critical reviews, but it grows commercial success. Over $416.4 million worldwide against a production budget of $80 million. So, so good. They more than made up their money. And it's just an hour and 25 minutes. And it, it feels longer. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, right. It right, feels right. like there's so much going on. Drawn out. This movie felt like it was two movies rolled into one anyway. Yeah. You know, because after, after they leave Hamanatra the first time. Right. You know, uh, not the first time, but the second after Evie and them leave for the first time, mm-hmm. and the Americans, 
and go back and the to the city, up, and then the right. money comes back with them. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, oh, this is like a here we go. Again. Right, right, right. We're not done yet. Yeah. Right, we're not so done. it's like you think they get away, and then it's like the movie's still going. And you're like, whoa, we've been mm. in this thing for a minute. And like how they how they just crank up everything. The the plagues start happening. Mm -hmm. And and the mummy's steady grabbing the people who disturbed his organ vials and. He's grabbing them and making them part of the, of himself. Well, those aren't, but those he's getting they're, their he's getting, yeah, he's their, getting organs, their organs. But the things in the jars, to be. right? The things in the jars, that's not that's not his. They weren't his. That was hers. Oh, that was unacceptable. Because you know when he puts when he's getting ready to change. That's to right. Bring he grabbed them all together. That's all of her organs uh, because right. with royalty they removed their organs to mummify right. him. Right. He wasn't he was mummified. He, was, hot, he yeah. was killed by the bugs. Well, then he should have been called the mummy. <laughs> See? See? So the mummy all the along mummy was an Anak Sonamu. Yes. See, that's some deep stuff. Yeah. Right there. It's like 20-something years later. He was like, going to collect his, his dead lover's organs hmm. when he was taking the body parts of the people who stole it right. and taking their life force to reinvigorate him. Wow. To revive him. See? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. She's the mummy. The mummy was her all along. <laughs> and the mummy was her in part two because he was trying to... See, that's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. That's <laughs> but, so it's a love story. This The, the mummy is a love story. It it's, really it's is. It's a love story and, and it's about core. Imhotep's journey to bring his deceased his, love, his, his love back to life. And, and it's a, and it's and a love story with Rick and Evie. They don't matter anymore now. The mummy is well, about Anak Moon. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That there's love stories all over the place. They're trying to d d perform the ultimate century-long cock block of Imhotep. <laughs> <laughs> all these people are in his way. <laughs> I love all that. All these people are in his way. <laughs> The sand was in his way. Now we talk about not the, I never thought about it that way, but that's yes, you're spot on. They're all in his way. He's just trying to be he's just a man in love trying to prove what he's willing to go through in order to be reunited with his woman. That's it. Which which thinking about this, even though we haven't watched two yet to talk about it on the show. I mean we've seen the movie, but we haven't watched it for the show. Um, but the, even but the thing about part two and what happens in two explains why he's hurt so badly about her action in that movie. Because you see what he went through in this movie, you see what he goes through in the second movie, just to be pretty much left behind in the dirt right. at the end of second movie. And he's just like, he gives up. He's just like, well, why should I even try anymore? I've done everything I could. Yeah. With all the people who've <laughs> cockblocked me in the past two movies. Never mind. Centuries old. Right. <laughs> right. Never mind. Just, just, I'm just gone. <laughs> I'm leaving y'all alone. Enjoy yourself. Because he even, and, and I know we were talking about one, but in two, when he looks at Rick and Evie, he's jealous of what they got. He's yeah. like, dang it, this is what I've been trying to do all these years. I've been trying to be, you, you all are goals. You all are the goals that we that we that I thought we wanted, but apparently not. And I'm just gonna leave you all alone. I'm done. I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. Imitat out. You know. But, Peace. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I see this movie in a whole different way than I hadn't seen it before. 
<laughs> and I feel, I, and I really feel sorry for Emma Ted. Even though he went about, you know, they say the road to hell, the, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And every intention that he had was good because he just wanted to be reunited with the woman he loved. Right. And be free of anybody who said they couldn't be together. And because of social status or whatever, he didn't, you know, he wanted to get past all that. And he would have been able to do that in a new, in a new world. Although they would have hijacked Evie's body to do so. so. But, but just think about the time he's coming back into, though. Right. It's a whole different world. It's Late like, 1920s, right, because, early 1930s. Because the beginning of the movie and starts in 1290 B.C. Right. But then you get the World War II. Is, we're in between world wars. Yeah. And he's he's trying to come back in the worst time. <laughs> the time, right. What was it Bill Murray said in uh, Ghostbusters 2? Oh, when he's yeah. he's talking to Vigo. Yeah, he's like tasty pick, bonehead. <laughs> right, you could have been you could have been in beautiful San Fernando Valley, living the sweet life. <laughs> but no, <laughs> of all the times Zemotep could have picked to come back, right. he comes he comes back in the Roaring Twenties that not, are about to be in the Great Depression. But it wasn't his. But again, about to be in the Second World War. But it wasn't his choice. It just happened to be the time <laughs> that somebody revived it. Yeah, where the yeah where the people came in and said, "Hey, let's see what's under here." And yeah, but after it didn't work with, the first time, you saw what was out there. Yeah, but he, you know, he was like, <laughs> "I was, I was this close last time. I was this close." But you know, those cock blockers are always in the way. <laughs> They're always in the way. They're always in the way. So when he sees them again, he's like, you, again, again, I'm so close. All Imhotep did, w- wanted, was to be with Ugg Son of Moon. That's all he wanted. He's been, he's been trying to get with her, hook up with her since BC, and it's AD now. A thousand, a, a thousand nine hundred years in AD, and he's still trying to get with this woman. Like, <laughs> you know, give the man a break. He just want to be with her. That's so when did the when did the first of the movie take me? Twelve, twelve what? Twelve ninety BC. Twelve ninety BC plus another nineteen hundred. So you're looking at thirty one hundred years <sighs> that he's been waiting to. To consummate. That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> 3,100 years. And people keep, keep blocking him. <laughs> Only for him to end up losing her in the end. I mean. Oh, my gosh. The story of Imhotet is a tragic one. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting placed in the permanent friend zone after oh 3,100 yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, he tried. He literally, he tried everything he could think of. He brought down plagues. He killed people. That's right. He brought back the original 10 plagues (laughs) of Egypt. Yes. (laughs) All for a woman. All for a woman. Oh, Oh, man. She must have been some woman. He'll never know. He'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Right now, we do want to thank our sponsor, Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum. And we've got uh, a couple more weeks before kids go back to school. So this is a perfect summer trip. Take them out to Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum right here in Jackson, Tennessee. Come see actual cars and memorabilia from your favorite movies, as well as replicas. Check out the Michael Keaton Batmobile, Scooby-Doo's Mystery Machine, the Ghostbusters Ambulance, Bumblebee from Transformers, the General Lee, a Back to the Future DeLorean, and even Paul Walker's Eclipse from the first Fast and the Furious movies. 
50, over 50 iconic cars. And again, some of them are replicas. Some mm-hmm. of them are actual movie mm-hmm. used, movie and TV used uh, cars. Uh, something for everybody at Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum and admission. Just $10 for adults, $5 for kids, ages 5 and under. Get in free. They're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 9 to 5 and by appointment Monday through Thursday. Contact them about group rates. Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum at 323 Hollywood Drive in Jackson, Tennessee. Call 731-267-5881 for more info. So the next time you're uh, looking for a perfect place for an outing, Rusty's is fun for the whole family. Rusty's TV and Movie Car Museum, 323 Hollywood Drive in Jackson, Tennessee. Thank you again, Rusty. Absolutely. Uh, man, I love this movie. It's one like, Again, anything Brendan Fraser, I'm going to watch. I finally right. watched a movie of his called Still Breathing. Mm, I never heard of that. I know. I'd never heard of it either. And I was like, this is a really good movie. Hmm. Uh, so anything Brendan Fraser, I'm going to be watching. Right, right, right. This movie, like I said, for me, this is peak Brendan Fraser because it brings all of his talents right. to the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brings the, the, the comedic side. I love... We we've loved him in all the comedies, you know, oh, yeah. Casino Man and Dudley yeah. Do Right and yeah. George of the George Jungle. Of the Jungle. <laughs> I loved him in the romantic comedies. Loved him in the more serious stuff. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite Brendan Fraser movies, is a movie with Joe Pesci called With Honors, where he plays oh, a yeah. Harvard student. Yeah, Moira Kelly's in that. Patrick Dempsey's in that movie, mm. and he it's a very dramatic role, and you you really get it. School ties, very dramatic mm. role, mm-hmm. but this one you get drama. Action, romance, comedy, it's all there. It's peak right. Brendan Fraser. All of his uh, abilities are wrapped in this movie. And uh, again, just absolutely amazing. Uh, the whole cast is good. Again, Benny is the perfect foil, <laughs> uh, perfect hateable character. You need that in a movie like this. Right. And I, I just, the whole movie just works for me. That's right. Um, <clears throat> let's not forget Bernard Fox, who played Captain Winston Havlock. Yep. Um, who also was in Bewitched as Dr. Bombay. That's right. Um, so it, it's, it was cool that they were able to go back and get people from, you know, things that we've seen before um, and just in have them interact. And, like, his whole thing was, you know, I'm not dead yet because I haven't found an honorable death yet. It's like <laughs> I have, you know, the right. thing that's going to kill me hasn't been found yet. And unfortunately... That encounter with the mummy was it. It was what took him out. Yeah, but he he helped he helped Rick and um, Jonathan and it's fading on me. What's his name? What's his name? Odin Fair's character is um, uh, Ardith. Ardith, that's right. Funny little fact: Ardith Bay was the human name in the of the mummy in the original movie. Oh wow! That's the name that he used. Huh. Like, like the mummy name, in the, the mummy, not the actor name. No, no, no. So the in the original movie, the mummy starts coming back. I guess starts simulating back into a human being. Right. And the name he uses is Artis Bay. Artis Bay. So they brought cool. that. One, they brought right. this one in as a character in this and, movie. And and gotcha. in this movie, apparently Artis Bay's tattoos or symbols on his face were supposed to say Imhotet, but they misspelled it and it says Imhoteter. And they didn't like Which that. Is so yeah. weird, but um, you know, I, I like I like the whole Magi thing and how they they have this responsibility to keep this darkness at bay, which they've known about since nineteen since the since BC. They've been watching this. It's right. kind of like like you said in Crusades, where the Crusaders, the Knights are 
white whole, guarding the Holy mm-hmm. Grail. Um, well, then there's others. The the one that the guy that stops him on the like in the in the boat and chases him around on the boat. Oh yeah, uh, Indy. You know those guys too. Mm-hmm. That were kind of like they were kind of like the Magi in that movie. Right, right, right. So it's it, there's there's people who protect and there's the protectors. But you're killing the protectors. So Rick was killing the protectors. But he didn't know that because they were trying to kill him. Again, uh, when you're faced with uh, somebody is killing me, you're gonna. Try to kill I'm leaving back. this movie with a new hero, and his name is Imitant. <laughs> <laughs> poor Imitant. Poor, poor Imitant. Friend zoned for life. Oh, my goodness. All these people. I mean, this. We always thought he was the bad guy. Yeah. And again, he wasn't a bad guy. He, he wasn't was a bad guy. Angry. He was just a guy in love. Well, you think about it, the way he got killed. He got thrown. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Because he was the priest, and he was, you know. Yeah. Oh, we caught him or whatever. They threw him inside that sarcophagus and unleashed those flesh bugs on him. Yeah. And that's how he died. Cut his tongue out, wrapped him up. Ate his eyes. Terrible. All sorts of stuff. Those yeah, bugs I'd be mad ate too. Him. Yeah, I'd be mad too. I would. My soul would be angry. <laughs> but I like to, you know, he placed the curse on him before, so that way he could come back. Right. Then there's the two books. There's the good book and the bad book. The, bu- the book of the dig and the book of life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but there, I mean, there's so many funny moments in this movie. Um, the the river thing was hilarious. Um. Oh, what? Oh, where he throws the chair at Benny when Benny's running away from them. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness! He just took a whole chair and just threw it at him, sailed it across boom, the room, face plant. And most of the funny move, move mo- moments have to, to do, do with, Benny. with Benny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. finding a way to hurt Benny because he's so hateable. <laughs> you want to see the guy get hurt. Right. 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 You want to see the guy have something bad happen to him. And, and, and when he meets the mummy for the first time, and he's pulling all those charms out, it's funny. Because it's hilarious because he's trying he's whatever like, he yeah, can. Yeah, he's like, whatever I got to do. One of these. He pulled work. out a Christian symbol. Right. He pulled out an Islamic symbol. <laughs> he pulled out a Buddhist symbol, and he finally got down to the Star of David. Yeah. <laughs> wait a like, second. Yeah, wait a minute. I Same know that language. one. Right, but I mean, I. It, it's like I said. It's so much fun. There's so much action, and it's an adventure that you're going on, and it's not. There's no. The down the time that you think is down is just building up these characters even more. You're just seeing who they are even more. Yeah. When they're together and when they're not together and how they're interacting with each other and how you can see that they're getting closer together. But they can't really see they don't they don't see it. They're just like, you know, at one point even just seems like she's done with Rick. You know, I can't you know, you're a barbarian, da 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 and it's like <laughs> No, you actually like him. You don't even know why I'm treating you right, this way right, because I'm right. trying to protect you. Is right, what he's right. saying. I'm trying yeah. to help you out. Yeah, but this it kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We talked about that one, like where the, when they went to the farmhouse. That was the downtime. Oh yeah, Casey and April. It was like well, it was like the lull, but you're yeah. fleshing out all these stories right. and these relationships. Who they are, and that's what they did. When they come back, it's like we're going to flesh out some of this stuff, and you're, right. it's not a dead time. It's just a time where we can do some character development, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what they did in that slower time is is all character development and story relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job of it. It's I mean, you so know, it's, it's who was who produced this movie? Do we have a list uh, on there? We've got Stephen Summers writing and directing. James Jackson, Sean Daniel, um, production company Alphaville Films, distributed by Universal Pictures. Okay, so. So they, I mean, they pretty much can start the dark verse, yeah, dark universe with Rick O'Connell and Van Helsing, and that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool because they, they would be around the same time mm-hmm. with each other, I believe. Yep. 
And that would be cool to have those two, Brendan Fraser and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Which is never, I don't think. I don't think I've ever seen them Has ever been screen, done yeah. together. Yeah, I don't even think I've seen them in, in a movie together. So that would be cool. And like I said, Brendan Fraser's coming back. He he, uh, he popped into a, uh, a London screening of The Mummy. Dressed, dressed as Rick, Rick O'Connell. Which is so awesome. Like just, uh, just shortly after winning his Oscar, right? Yeah. Or was it before he won his Oscar? I can't remember. I think right before. Um, but even still, like he, man, he'd be willing. I, and I the bet, love. I bet he he'd has, be willing to come back. The, the, the love he has for his fans and the love that his fans have for him. I mean, a new Mummy series would, I mean, I think it would be a blockbuster. It with would the right have, story. Yeah, the right story. You could you could totally do this. I mean, and if you want to, like, the question is, he's twenty years older, twenty five years older. By the time we get a, a new Mummy movie, is he? Is it kind of like doing Crystal Skull? Mm. You know, is it is it kind of, for the lack of a better word, nuking the fridge, uh, trying to put him back in Rick O'Connell's but boots? But what if he? I mean, what if he? What if this is the Rick O'Connell who's like, you know, I don't run anymore? If I, I think the way to do it is kind of like we said uh, with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I know mm-hmm. that's its own book. I love that. And uh, it's its own series and stuff like that. Right. But if you did something like that where it's you're bringing them out of retirement because they have to deal with something bigger. It's right. not necessarily him going on one of his old adventures. Right. It's something, something new. Bigger. Something right. bigger it's than the worldwide. Other. And that way, you can bring in him and Van Helsing, and you can bring in some other characters, some legendary characters that right. you could kind of have them team up to fight something new. Right. As much as I want Brendan Fraser to come back, I only want him to come back if Raquel Weiss will come back. Absolutely. And play Evie, and Nob, and and Odin Fair can come back too. That because then you're rounding out the team, mm-hmm. and you got more people who are who have. You don't have to. You don't have. To, I mean, you need somebody new who goes. Oh my goodness! All this stuff is real. This stuff happens. Da, 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 da. Well, and and maybe because they're there. They're us. You bring back they're, Odin Fair, and you can. And the Magi can bring the legendary figures together. Right. You yeah, know that'd be good. That's how you do it. Is yeah. is like we've 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 found something that's you know a threat to it's the entire worldwide. world. Right. And you can bring back these legendary characters from all across the you know the universal universe. Right. For lack of a better word, <laughs> I like that. I like um, that. And then that's how you start your dark universe is you tie these movies together, and so that way, you know, after after Rick's done teaming up with these guys, and all of a sudden he can go to his, do his own movie. You know, right. we can have Brendan Fraser do another Mummy movie, and this, that, and the other. Maybe Imhotep comes back. See, this is our overdue movie review show, but this is going to be our picture. This. This episode. is kind of a dual episode, yeah. I want this to be a picture of this episode. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take on the Dark Universe in a future picture of this episode. And we're going to set up our own set Dark up. Universe and see even Even with the stuff they got, you, they, just, they just released Renfield. Yeah. So maybe that can live inside this Dark Universe too. It's possible. And cross time. You never know. You never know. It's so much that can be done. See, this is what it, I, this is why we set up picture. This is because of stuff like this, right? Because we, we start, go, we start going, we start what ifing and elseworlding, and it all starts, you know. But you know, this, this again, this movie is a great movie. It's a great. It's a family movie. There's not a lot of cussing or whatever. And yeah, even the bloodshed is yeah, typically yeah. off screen. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, the mortality is off screen anyway. And they kind of take it. Uh, there's a scene at the end where Imitech gets stabbed. And there's, 
he raises his hand and there's blood on the back of his hands. And then when he puts his hands back down to his stomach, it's the gone. blood is gone. Yeah. And it never comes back. But that, but again, that's because of his immort- immortal nature. Um, oh, that had nothing to do with it. He had lost his immortality. Yeah, it was when he lost his that's immortality. That's true. That's true. It was just he's you know, still he's still he's still otherworldly. It's maybe a shooting he, maybe, thing. It's a shooting. I know script. it's a continuity yeah, error, yeah. but we're gonna try to explain <laughs> it away anyway. He's magic. Well, the, the the funny thing about it is I've seen that movie over and over again and never noticed it before <laughs> until I read IMDb's goofs about it, and that's how I found out about it. But before <laughs> before before then, I did not know. I didn't care. I just love the movie. I love the action. The fight and just seeing everybody work together, like Jonathan's doing one thing, Rick's doing another. Evie's trying to do something. You know, she's talking through what they need to do while she's tied up. Right. But Jonathan is, you know, trying to open the book, and Rick is trying to fight the monsters, and Imhotep is trying to stop them. Again. Yeah. He's the hero. <laughs> All of these villains keep I don't, I guess stopping I, his show. I don't think Imhotep is much of a hero, but he's not definitely not the villain of the movie. You know, he's well, just like a, you said. Benny is the bad guy. Benny's the Benny, bad guy. Benny is the bad guy. Benny is the bad guy who's brought everybody together. Yeah, and the one that keeps turning coat. Yeah, he's right. That's right. That's right. I worked with Rick once. Imhotep, with Imhotep is just a victim of circumstance. Yeah. He's a victim of circumstance. You can't be a villain and be a victim of circumstance. How powerful his love must have been. <laughs> but yet, Anak Son of Moon will never know. As, as, as we say in my family, mm. it's on a pedestal. Man. She's on a pedestal. She was. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. It's he's, undefeated. That, that, that pedestal has been destroyed now because he's just like, okay, I, I, I've been shot. I've been burned. A cat don't scared me. <laughs> I've been put back in hell again. <laughs> right. I've come back again for you. Uh-uh, I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing it no more. But watch The Mummy. I, I, I'm, it's a definite watch. It's a definite watch for me, too. And, and it's one of those that, yes, we're talking about The Mummy, but we're talking about all of them. Watch the Mummy. Watch the Mummy Returns. Well, yeah. Watch can, the Mummy you Returns. Can, you can watch so far in this series. At a certain point, it just jumps the rails. And I, but I watch the Mummy and the Mummy Returns definitely. The was it the Emperor's the Emperor's Dragon the Dragon Emperor something like Return that. Of the Dragon Emperor or something with Jet Li as a a mummy, which I don't think. The Asian. People I'm telling you, mummy? it, it kind of jumps know. the rails at a certain point, but. You know, I, for the longest time, I, I wouldn't watch Mummy 3. I thought, no, because Raquel Weiss is not in this. It was called uh, The the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. That's it, yeah. Um, but now I can I can actually sit down and watch it because the person who's playing the new Evie, just that, that one line where she says, you know, she tells the people who come to her book signings that, they people ask me, is that me in the book that I wrote about? You know the adventures that me and Rick went on, and she says, I tell them no, that was a that was an entirely different person, and I'm like, thank you, <laughs> I can watch this now, because that at, at least is acknowledged, right? And and then to see how their son grew up and how he interacts with his parents and stuff. I mean, I like that aspect of, of three. So there's some redeeming, and Jonathan's back in there too. So right. There are some redeeming qualities of three. Um, 
But one and two, yes, definitely, definitely. definitely. The, the, and, at and least, are, at least, at least, watch the first two for the 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 the, the complete story of Imitet. Yes, <laughs> and 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 all three of the movies are on Tubi to That's stream right. for free. And That's then, right. Uh, you found them on Prime Video as well. Right, right. Uh, so or you can own them, which yeah, I do. You can definitely own them. Yes. <laughs> Such a it's such a good movie, and I was glad we got to watch this one because I've been we've been talking about doing a, a few yeah. more Brendan Fraser movies, yeah. And it was one of those man, we were just like, what are we going to get to first? Right in the month. Well, we did Blast in the Fast. We did Blast in the Well, I'm saying after his Oscar right, right. Uh, winner, we like, what are we going to yeah. do? And uh, so that one's that was a good one to watch. It was fun. But yes, watch the Mummy, Imitates Undying Love, 1999. <laughs> good movie. <laughs> Solid movie. And for me, it gets a definite watch. A definite watch. Rooting for Imitate. <laughs> <laughs> Your view changes on it now. If you've heard right. if you've heard this and you've seen it in the past, you're now hearing this. Go watch it again. And right, you're like, oh right. you'll man. See it. Yeah, you'll see. Makes so much more sense now. He's not an, the bad guy. An amazing love story. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsor. We want to thank uh, Rusty's TV and Movie That's Car right. Museum for Rusty. being our sponsor. And uh, gotta get out there. Go check out all the cars he's got. Uh, That's and, right, three twenty three Hollywood fantastic. Drive in Jackson, Tennessee. Like I drive, I drive by there every now and then. I'm like, man, just the, <laughs> the, the stuff that's inside those walls. Yeah, man, just yeah. amazing. Uh, so thanks for thanks for listening. Follow us on the socials if you're not already, and share it with your friends anywhere you can get your podcasts. Is where we're where we're at. So overdue movie reviews this week. 1999's The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, man. It's been fun. A lot of fun.